goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ditto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Tuesday Rush Hour. James Golden, Bo Snurdly here with you. If you would like to be part of today's program, 800 848 WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. Today is Tuesday, usually Mark Stein Day. Mark is a bit under the weather. We're wishing very much, praying that he feels better. So it's you and I today, my friends. Again, the telephone number, 800-848-WABC. Plenty of things in the news to discuss Supreme Court weighed in today, and what they did was, according to a report from Reuters, rebuffed a legal theory favored by many conservatives that would have handed sweeping power to state legislatures to establish the rules for presidential congressional, and draft electoral maps, elections, and also in the drafting of electoral maps, giving huge advantages to the party already in control. Six to three decision, John Roberts ruled against Republican state legislatures, and he was joined by Brett Kavanaugh, along with Amy Coney Barrett. The independent state legislature doctrine had many scholars, Democrats, and liberal voting rights advocates worried that they would, once elections were in the hands of state officials, lose them. I have, for many years, been struggling with the COS the uh, Convention of States that has been proposed by some conservatives. I am not in favor of it, have not been in favor of it, but now I am rethinking my objections to it. My objections to it have been that political. The left is extremely well organized. We are not. You can see it by the way they manage to deal with elections. You can see it. Every time there's an issue that is in front of the American people and you see the organization that they have, the number of groups that they're able to come out the wall with on any given issue, the way that they're able to spin successfully the drive-by media in this country. And any time you open up the Constitution 
to tampering, you take a risk. This country is in such grave condition in many ways. I understand the allure of it. Oh, let's just set things straight with a new round of constitutional mandates that could not be challenged from the left. And if you think the left would lie down for that, you are mistaken. That said, I'm going to be rethinking it because this week we're expected to hear from the Supreme Court on matters like the student loan fiasco that Joe Biden inserted himself in, in my view, unconstitutionally. And also the decades-old affirmative action case, well, the affirmative action statutes that have been on the book. Many people on the right think that it's time to just get rid of affirmative action. I happen to be one of those. My view is that the state, the government, and I say that when I say the state, meaning the government, whether it be federal, state, or municipal, should not put their finger on the scales for one or a group of citizens or another based on superficial differences, skin color, or even real differences. This group's richer than that group. This group has more advantages than that group. This And that, that undermines the very principle of what liberals have been waging on the war that liberals have been waging on America for the last 50, 60 years, which is, as they define it, social justice. That has cost America a great deal. We are in a position now when the government decides to weigh in on one issue or another based on skin color. There are people cheering. That should never be the case. What we have lost as a nation because of this emphasis on protected classes and legally protected groups of people is the idea of meritocracy. That people should achieve or not on the basis of what they bring to the table with their own individual drive, their own individual effort. And we understand that there are people who are disadvantaged. Now, some people say, well, you must think that there's no racism in this country. Oh, on au contraire, my friends, au contraire. There's big-time racism, structural racism in America. It's in every blue city there is. The idea that you can continue to have failing schools at the rate that we have them in blue cities should tell you that there's something deeply wrong structurally and that those rates of failures primarily affect minorities. 
when you look at the way that health care is delivered in blue cities. When you look at the way that justice is delivered or not. Our justice system, that's a, a, a conversation on its own that surpasses race. All you have to do is look at the two-tier justice system that exists right now politically. But then look at the way that justice is meted out if you are poor in America. Or if you have enough money to afford the best of legal services, which most people don't. There is no even-handed. Look, I'm, I'm one day I'm going to speak with somebody that's a constitutional expert on this, because I have wondered for decades a really simple question that no one has been able to explain to me. Our lives are the thing that defines us as American citizens. You know, that good old phrase, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. And yet, taking life is not a federal issue. First and foremost, we are citizens of the United States before we are citizens of whatever state or municipality. I have never, since I've been young, understood why murder and the egregious taking of life is not a federal offense instead of a state or a municipal offense, except in cases where the feds have jumped in and said, well, you know, you've done something really, really bad here. You're a terrorist. So now this falls under the idea of a federal crime. My own belief is the way that I've read the Constitution, just as a layman, and I am not a lawyer, I'm not a constitutional expert, never understood why an American citizen living in New York has a different value placed on their life than an American citizen living in Texas or in Tennessee or Oklahoma or New Mexico or wherever you may reside. But that's a digression. Digression. When these rulings come down, if affirmative action is finally tossed out, there will be howls from the left. There will be another attempt made to chastise the court. Democrats using their media allies, for instance, at ProPubica, which is what I call it, have been targeting conservative justices already to get to the idea that somehow or another Congress needs to exert control over the Supreme Court, completely ignoring the separation of powers in the United States that is part of our fabric, the legal fabric of our constitutional republic. There are going to be changes if, indeed, the court says enough of this. The state, again, meaning the feds, individual states or municipalities, don't have the right to impose their view 
on success or achievement based on skin color. If that falls, the left will be furious. And I wonder how long it will take before the effects become apparent. If you look at society and how twisted things are now, this took about 50, 60 years to get to this point. In the 1960s, we had a much different social contract in this country, unspoken social contract. The contract then was if you worked hard, you could achieve. And you know what? Even black people in America who are still hampered by segregation from the segregationist Democrats told their children the same things that you could achieve in America. It would be tough and tougher because you're black, but you could still achieve. How do I know that? Because I was raised with parents that taught me that. And this was not uncommon in the neighborhood that we were raised in. So I think that what we need in this country more than anything else is a shakeout. But I wouldn't expect the results to become instant upon society. There will be no instant gratification. It may take 20, 30, 40 years before we as a nation start to move back toward the idea of meritocracy, the idea that you should rise or fail based on your own merit, that you were responsible for your success, not the government handing you a program and saying, oh, you fit in the class, therefore let's give you a push up. This is something that this country needs desperately. I'm hopeful the court will rule the right way. There's a big story in Reuters today, and it's being covered by other news outlets. I read the Reuters piece. I read as much of it as I could. I couldn't read every word because it was entirely too long for me to finish reading. I do have it bookmarked to come back to. And they looked at influencers in government, the powerful. And I kept asking myself, why are they doing this? But they went back and they looked through to see whose family lineage were slaveholders and who was, and some of them that weren't. But most of it was who owned slaves. Now, the Fox story about the Reuters story headlines it this way. And this was, believe you me, this was not the headline on the, on the original Reuters story. The way Fox headlined it is Trump is the only living U.S. president not descended from slaveholders, report says. Former President Obama is descended from slaveholders on his mother's side, the report found. Well, you know, we know Kamala is also from slave-holding families. The report detailed the ancestry of America's leaders as of the 117th Congress. The report found that five living presidents, two Supreme Court justices, 11 governors, and 100 members of Congress 
had ancestors who owned slaves. Now, I want you to think about one thing for just one moment before you go any further with this. Roy has talked about the manpower that it took to actually examine this. Any of you have, who have been to Ancestry.com or wherever it is that you get your, you know, your lineage information, know that this is a time-consuming process. Think about this for a moment. Reuters put the man and woman power out there to look at over 500, to look at 535 members of Congress, to go through their lineage, to go through the lineage of 50 governors, to go through the lineage of the nine Supreme Court justices, and then to look back at all of the living presidents. That is a lot of manpower. They put all that manpower so that they could come up with a picture that five living presidents, two Supreme Court justices, 11 governors, 100 members of Congress, and a partridge and a pear tree had ancestors who owned slaves. Wouldn't it be amazing if they put that same manpower that same journalistic manpower to uncovering everything there is to know about the Bidens and their money. June 27th, 1970. Jackson 5 started a two-week run, run at number one. With this one, It was their third number one hit of the year. Stop the love you save. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Jackson 5, the J5, bring us back on WABC. This past weekend, 14 years since Michael Jackson passed away. This is one of my favorite Jackson 5 songs. Especially at the end when Michael and um, Jermaine start trading riffs. A lot of New York news, too. There is a story, Daily BS, you can find it. Pizza lovers revolt as the leftist regs threaten to crush coal-fired pizzerias. Are you blanking nuts? And this is a report on what we talked about yesterday. 
this new attack from the left on wood-burning stoves and cold-burning pizza ovens that the left is engaged in. And there, of course, are many raising their voices talking about the conditions of New York, angrily saying to the legislators here, leave the pizza, leave pizza alone. Why are you doing this? You're nuts. The anger is palpable. But I want to tell you something. The left does not care about your anger. They could care less. If you want to know how less they could care, look at the anger that is still being talked about almost on a daily basis over the congestion pricing that Governor Hochul just said is going to happen. There's a story about that in the news today, too. Look at all the anger that came up when when it was learned that gas stoves were on their list. And yeah, everybody got angry. Well, not everybody. All of you who love freedom and liberty got angry. And oh, they better not do. And what did they do? They did it. They gave you the middle finger again, the political middle finger. They don't care what you think. These leftists, these radical leftists, don't care how angry you get. So if you think that your anger over this attack on pizzerias is going to change anything, guess again. I don't mean to be a fatalist. And I'm not saying you shouldn't protest. But I'm saying we have a track record that is visible to see. CNN ran the story about the congestion price and coming to New York City. New York City cleared to implement congestion pricing. It's going to happen in the spring. $9 to $23. If you want to bring your car below 60th Street in Manhattan, you are going to pay a premium. Angry are the legislatures across the Hudson in New Jersey. They're furious at what this is going to cost people who commute between the states. New Jersey officials are said to be outraged by it, including U.S. Senator Bob Menendez, Bill Passrell, all New Jersey drivers entering Manhattan using the Holland and Lincoln Tunnels and the George Washington Bridge must be exempt from New York's congestion tax, they are saying. We will not stop fighting until we defeat this plan and ensure New York is not allowed to balance its budget on the hardworking New Jersey families. That's a Jersey promise. Yeah, well, take your Jersey promise and put it in your Jersey. There is a related story 
Related, you say? In what way? This story comes from thegothamist.com today. New York Police Department says there's not enough space to tow every ghost car that's in New York right now. What is a ghost car? A ghost car is one where the license plate has been altered so that you can't really tell. There are all kinds of ways people can alter their license plate. I'm not going to give away any because I don't want to give people ideas that are not crooks and don't think about this stuff. New York City's transportation deputy, deputy Michael Pilecki, says it's hard to tow more cars with illegal plates because the city shut down the New York Police Department's tow pound in Manhattan's west side. They shut it down. Over 200 cars a day. So the city can't even crack down on drivers right now with illegal plates. Some of them illegal, some of them defaced on purpose. Police issued over 130,000 summonses. They have arrested more than 1,700 people. Now, let me ask you a question. What do you think is going to happen the moment this congestion tax goes into place? Do these Democrats seriously think everyone's just going to say, oh, okay, we're just going to bend over again? Okay, let's just bend over one more time. Now, there are people out here who are going to bend over because they're law-abiding citizens. They don't, you know, whatever liberal Democrats stick them with, they just have to deal with it. But there are other people in New York who are not law-abiding. And they're not just going to say, okay, I'm just going to bend down and take it. And so what happens if you have a new toll that could be $23 a whack if you come into Midtown Manhattan? Mm-hmm. Use your imagination, my friends. Use your imagination. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, with you here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Coming back. Your call is coming up. We've got a lot more news. Birthdays today. American guitarist Jim Fuller from the Safaris. With this one, you know it. I know you out there doing the twist to it. Wipe out. Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. June 27th, 
1987. Whitney Houston becomes the first woman in U.S. history to enter the album charts at number one. The album, Whitney. She also became the first woman to top the singles chart with four consecutive releases. When I Want to Dance with Somebody jumped to number one in the charts. Merrick Garland is being put on notice. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, I reported this yesterday, said that if it comes true what the IRS whistleblower has been saying, they're going to start impeachment inquiries. Daryl Issa, Republican from California, has weighed in. He says, from the start, Garland has allowed partisan politics to hold sway in the Justice Department, including the unprecedented targeting of parents. And he's saying the Congress can't just look away from the culture of corruption that's there for all to see. And the possibility of impeachment has to be on the table. It's not an empty threat. Okay. Republicans take notice. They're puffing up their chest again. There's another story, Stephen Miller in The Spectator today. The media isn't checking Hunter Biden's white privilege. We talked about this yesterday with lawyer Mr. Cohen, who was just amazing. He's Kodak Black's lawyer, Branford Cohen. And we spent a lot of time talking about this yesterday, so I won't rehash it today. But the story from Stephen Miller is an impressive story for those of you who want to follow all the details on this. There is a story from the Gateway Pundit. Now, I say Gateway Pundit, and some of you news junkies say, James, James, Gateway Pundit. I'm just saying the story's out there. Up to you whether you want to believe the Gateway Pundit There have been instances, my friends, where what the Gateway Pundit has reported has turned out to be 100%. Biden, WhatsApp message to Chinese EFC, CEFC associate. He has this quote in a message now that has been released. Bidens are the best I know at doing what the chairman wants. They're talking about the chairman of this organization, not. Another Hunter Biden WhatsApp message was released by the GOP House Oversight Committee. That's the source. I doubt whether they would report this unless it was true, eh? In a WhatsApp mess exchange dated August 3rd, 2017, Hunter Biden told CEFC associate Gongwen Dong 
The Bidens are the best I know at doing exactly what the chairman wants from this partnership. The chairman is Yi Yangming, a Chinese billionaire tied to CCP intelligence. He's presumed, uh, presumed dead, by the way. He's presumed to be deaded. Nobody's heard from him in a while. The Biden WhatsApp message. The Bidens are the best I know at doing exactly what the chairman wants from this partnership. That should demand, demand an explanation under oath. Now, Daryl Issa, we spoke of him earlier, was also interviewed on Fox Digital. And he's pointing out to a subtle shift that is happening with the Biden language. Right now, the shift is, for months and months, says Isa, both the president and on his behalf, spokespeople have been saying the president did not have business communications with his son. A couple of days ago, Isa says that messaging from the White House has shifted. Now they're saying he was never in business with his son. They're no longer saying he didn't talk to his son about this stuff. So a subtle little shift going on in the Biden messaging coming out of the White House. Fox News also reporting, Fox Digital, that Biden repeatedly denied discussing business dealings with Hunter, but the evidence, they say, suggests otherwise. Hence, perhaps, the change in language. Kevin McCarthy, switching gears, made an appearance on CNBC. This is going to annoy some of you Trumpsters out there. McCarthy says on CNBC, I don't know if Trump is the strongest presidential candidate. He said, can he win that election? Yeah, he can. The question is, is he the strongest to win the election? I don't know that answer. That's what he said on Squawk Box. Now, you might want to cut him some slack. Maybe he's just speaking. He's not saying he endorses or not. He's just offering an opinion. Meanwhile, Paul Begala, White House Democrat, is saying that he doesn't know. He's saying Trump. Trump winning the Republican nomination would be a catastrophe for the Republican Party. Just what we need. Another partisan Democrat party hack telling us who are not partisan Democrat hacks 
what Republicans should do. What's the best thing for Republicans? Excuse me, Paul. I'd rather not listen to your advice on what Republicans need to do or not do. Stick to your side of the aisle. If Republicans want to nominate Trump, they will, and they will see that it's in their best interest. We really don't care what you and your rabid Democrat party thinks about it. Paul. Your phone call is coming up. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley's Post Snurley's Rush Hour here on WABC. Do not go away. Why are we playing Barry Manilow's I Write the Song? Bruce Johnson. Birthday today. Who's Bruce Johnson? Well, he's the guy who wrote this song. He also was the vocalist, the guitarist for the Beach Boys. And this was a huge song for Barry. James Golden Snurley with you here on WABC. Coming back, your call is coming up. Do not touch that dial. This is The Rush Hour with those Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 1935, June 27th, American songwriter, blues singer Doc Pumice was born. Best known as the lyricist for many rock and roll hits with Mort Schumann, including... This one. Why must I be a teenager in love? He also wrote Save the Last Dance for Me. We had a talk about that a few weeks ago. Sweets for my sweet can't get used to losing you, little sister, suspicion. Surrender, Viva Las Vegas. You can smile. And this touching song, yeah. Bright light said it gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn. So you know who that is. There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there. They're all living the devil may care. And I am just a devil with no The Elvis. All right, let's head to the telephones on Boston Embry's Rush Hour. Gary in New Jersey, thank you for waiting. How are you, Gary? Hi, James. Good. How are you? Good, thank you. James, you were talking about the Convention of States earlier, and you may remember we've corresponded about it in writing uh, going back a little ways. Mm -hmm. I wanted to respond to to you about what you said. The scope mm-hmm. of Convention of States is bigger than fixing the country with new constitutional amendments. The states control Article 5 conventions, including choosing the delegates they will send. The evidence that the framers wanted the states to control Article 5 conventions is very strong. 
the, the people can look that up. And I encourage them to look that up themselves. As Convention of States progresses right now, it is growing the mindset of the American people, both as a group and more importantly, as individuals, restoring a mindset of self-governance. The act alone of holding a Convention of States affirms the Constitution to all Americans. It affirms the citizens' ownership of the Constitution, the citizens' governing power, and therefore their responsibility to use the Constitution. Convention of States is a movement Gary, of the Gary, American- Gary, 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 I'm going to let you finish. But let's get real. Most people in America, if you do a man on the street interview, most people in America don't even know who their freaking congressman is and don't care. Most people don't even care who their elected officials are in the local and don't care. Most people in this country don't even know we're a constitutional republic and don't care. So these are very highfalutin ideas about self-government. And at a time in America where there was a stronger bond between the people and the civics of the country, what you're saying makes total sense to me. We're not living in that age. Now, I commend those of you who are working for this. And as I said, and you know, we have correspondent about this, you know, that I have been opposed to it all the time. This, for me, is a moment where I'm just saying, well, you know what? Maybe. Maybe I need to get behind. Maybe. Maybe. Because we are in a desperate situation in this country right now. And things have to change. There's no doubt about it. Gary, last word. James, the reality that you're speaking is changing right now. The, the people are the biggest reason that 19 state legislatures have already passed that COS resolution to have a convention to limit the size and scope of the federal government, limit fiscal restraints on the federal government, and limit the terms, term limits for Congress. Those three subjects. The people are the reason 19 state legislatures have passed that resolution we need we need to get to 34 to have a convention so we're more than halfway there james the framers included the convention unanimously and some of our other greatest statesmen wanted the people to use it and they said so and they wrote about it people can go to they can search presidents and framers quotes on the article five Look at that document that they're yep. going to find. Okay. If amendments are proposed Gar- in a convention, be proposed not by Congress, but by state by legislatures. By state legislatures. Yes, I understand. Gary, look, thank you for the call. This is not the last time we'll be discussing this. So thank you very much for responding. Thank you for waiting. Yes, and we appreciate the clarity of your remarks. Thank you, Gary. WABC Talk Radio 77. Let's go to Judith in Brooklyn, New York. How are you? Hi, James. Um, I'm very frustrated, and I want to vent and talk about Let's Get Real. 
let's call a spade a spade. Okay, James, this country is right now run by Democratic communists and Marxists, not socialists anymore. And there is nothing American about the American Communist Party. It's an oxymoron. Parents are not terrorists, James. These mainstream media and Democratic communists and Marxists, they are the terrorists. And let me tell you something. This government wants to take away and override parental authority and rights. And my question is, what is it going to take to take back our American constitutional country? Point blank. We're sick of this. And something you has have to raised. You are so right, and I'm going to let your question hang out there and let other people answer it, because I think many people are feeling just as fed up with as you are with what they see out in the open. This is no longer hidden. This is out in the open for all to see. Sandy in Minnesota, thank you for waiting. How are you, Sandy? Just fine. Uh, I was wondering Good. if What's you're on still your interested mind? in... Mm-hmm. Well, are you still interested in... People's submissions for sexiest song? Absolutely. What is yours, my dear? Oh, I got a couple of them. Take Me to the River by Talking Heads and Miracles by Jefferson Starship. Ooh, I love that. I love that. Okay, we're going to put those on the list. We're keeping a list, and we're going to play through some of these sexy songs. So... Did you get both of those, Diego? You got both of them, please list. Yes. Yes. This is one of them. Okay, back to the telephones we go. George in Rockland County, you're on. Boston Early's Rush Hour. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for taking my call. So I'd like to talk about congestion pricing, okay? What is not talked about, okay? For example... Uh, as you can tell, I live outside of the city. Some of my neighbors said, when this will happen here, we no longer go down to Chinatown, to Little Italy, Lower East Side, Village, and we're going to go even less to uh, theaters, okay? This would mean those businesses will make less money, they will not have pay, money to pay for taxes, and let's not forget about the fact that people that will still like to work below 60th Street, their businesses will have to pay them more money because it will cost them more to to get down to work. And then people who... You have made great points, my friend. Congestion pricing, another tax increase will cost. That's it for the show today, my friends. The hour comes and goes so quickly. If you're on hold and we didn't get to you, so sorry. We are here tomorrow, God willing. And... May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families and loved ones. Love, gratitude for you being here today. There's tomorrow. Bye. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.